0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. pastoral podcast where we discuss common and often
1: controversial topics from a biblical perspective I'm Lena I'm Matt Henry and I'm Matt Miller and I am mark hey guys you know the drill before we get into it um, do us a huge favor and rate and review this podcast on iTunes if that's where you listen to if you don't listen to it go on the iTunes and slide your finger across those stars and give us a five star and write a review while you're there also if you're on Facebook Make a comment and say, this is awesome, or ask ask us a question about it, and we will uh, get back to you. So before we get into that, I also want to mention we have a website, which is super awesome, and you should come and visit and buy a mug, and that's it. Seriously, buy a mug. But the question is, is it really awesome? The website? Dude. Dude. Yeah, man, I made it. I think it's really good. Of course it's awesome. I really like it. I personally. think it's sleek. Yeah, no, it's cool. that's cool. It's right. very but, singular pronoun. Maybe. So how do we transition from there well, to Well, see, subject? this is a controversial topic. Yes, but not common. So, well, it's a, I think
0: it's extremely common. Well, it's a common issue,
1: though. You're right. Yeah. All right, so we're going to talk about the pill and in vitro fertilization. So buckle up. IBF yes um, and and this is because it is a, a big deal yeah. um, and as pastors one of the responsibilities that we find ourselves uh, is is to have to give counsel both to couples prior called premarital counseling and after marriage um, and one of the common subjects is children um, how to raise them why aren't they having them you know issues related to that um, it's it's a consistent problem in people's marriages. So yeah. um, we also see this going on because people are delaying marriage more and more. Uh, and so as the they get older, um, these issues of having children become a real issue. Just um, gets more difficult. Yeah, uh, it, it's just the way it is. Um, uh, people are even reluctant to have children uh, right away And so they're like, well, we don't want to have babies right away. We want to get to know each other, blah, blah, blah. So they start talking about birth control measures, and it's a very important issue that they need to think through. So what we want to do is deal with some, right off the bat, some quick points that are foundational for biblical worldview. And then from there, we'll talk about the nature of the pill, birth control pills, and in vitro uh, fertilization.
0: Yeah. So uh, just some foundational points on this. Uh, first, children, and we've we've said this multiple times. Yeah, in that's many why ways, we're going to touch real quick. Um, but children should be expected and welcomed by couples, that is, married people. Um, yes. Par, par, <laughs> uh, part of the, the command given to mankind by God was to be fruitful and multiply. Um, you see that right away in Genesis and... And the natural byproduct of a normal um, marriage will be children. That's just part and parcel of it. Um, and so the Bible speaks of the children as being a gift of the Lord, of course, in Psalm 127 and verse 3. And so it should be expected and also welcomed couples. Right. Uh, it also does not speak directly to the
1: number of children uh, that is considered to be right or good. You may have never encountered this, but some have. Um, it does speak of God opening and closing a womb. Uh, it does speak of the responsibility of the parents to raise and provide and instruct their children in, a way, in the way of life and, and the Lord. But beyond that, there's simply nothing that would indicate that person is somehow more blessed of God because he has nine children as opposed to. One or none. Or none. Right. right. So uh, just understand that when we're thinking of a biblical worldview, the number of children is not an indication of
0: godliness or something like that. Right. And then uh, a subtle thing that should be thought through by people is the why uh, regarding having or not having children. Um, too often children are put off because, you know, a marital marriage couple think that a child is, is expensive, for instance. Um, which just is not true. It's not. You d- you don't have to do this thing expensive.
1: <laughs> my my second daughter was raised in a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't we, the first one was still not out of the crib. We didn't have a second crib and I had no money, so we
0: opened mm. up a dresser drawer, padded it, and she went. Well, and then if you're if you're in a church like at our church it's, it's funny because summer. when you have children, <laughs> no, we you all of a sudden the, you okay. you enter into this world, like this underground world where so much stuff all of a Trading. sudden comes your way. Oh yeah. And Trading. and then you have a kid, you know, a few years later and all of a sudden it's cycled back through. You're like, Hey, <laughs> this is mine. Yeah. Um, so, but if, if they're going to have to be in, you know, the most expensive stuff, brand new, then it's like, okay. Mm. Um, but that's not how most of the world works. And no. So it doesn't have to be expensive. Um, and another thing that they'll be concerned over is that having children will affect some of their dreams, such as travel or career. And it will. Of course, yeah. Um, (laughs) Get over it. Sometimes one or both of the people don't want the woman's body to go through the natural changes that happen, Um, and so they'll hold off children or not want them.
1: I I expected that when I was a younger pastor to be something like the husband didn't want, but I was surprised at how many of the women that I dealt with well, I did. I didn't expect that, though. I would think more so. I mean, my wife, when she got pregnant, um, w- I mean, it was just part of we were hoping and expecting, and we enjoyed. And then I'm talking to other women, and they're they're like, "I don't want that happening." I'm like, "I didn't even know how to answer that as a young pastor." I'm like, "That's just so wrong,"
0: but yeah. it's yeah, common. Um, another one, <laughs> and we know <noticed>, that's. Um, <coughs> Sorry. you all done there. Yeah. Okay. Um, Another, We know this is emotional, so we're not trying to club anybody here, okay? Um, But another reason that's given, at least, is, you know, they had a bad upbringing themselves. And so as a result of that, they're afraid of their own children having to suffer through something. Um, You know, sort of like being told that if you were raised in, in an alcoholic household, for instance, there's a good chance of passing that along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a reason that's often given. What's another. Uh, another? On the other hand, you have those who think
1: that they should keep on having babies until pen, menopause um, because it's some evidence of God's blessing. Mm. Um, and really, it's a form of pride uh, that can be very nasty in the long run. If you again, if you've never run into it, like the patriarchal movement, the quiver folks, yeah, the quiverful yeah. stuff, you—that's quite a quite an experience. Mm. Uh, but there's also um, there's a love for small babies. This is one I see all the time. Um, the the woman, and this uh, oftentimes it comes with the woman, she yeah. just loves cuddling that little sweet baby, um, but she has no intention of raising that child to adulthood. And so they keep having babies because she just wants another little baby to hold. Yeah. And... Um, and they don't think about the fact that this is a life commitment of at least eighteen to twenty years of your life with that little soul. And it's not; it's got nothing to do with how cuddly they are. It's you have a little soul who's a sinner, and you need to raise them. Um, yeah. But the end result is that a, a home starts out really looking great, but it's not because they had no intention of raising children, just having babies. Right. Yeah. And that's different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, so just kind of in summary here for the intro, having having children is normal. Uh, it's proper. It is God-honoring. And again, the number of children or even the lack of children is in no way evidence of God's opinion of a person or his blessing upon a person or his judgment on a person. Um, so with that in mind, then, what do we think of the birth control method first known as the pill? Great. And again, this is coming from two pastors who have to answer these kinds
1: of questions. So we thought... We'll just do a podcast. We're not going to recommend it. Uh, just We'll just start it off with that, and then we'll explain why. We don't recommend the use of the pill at all, um, and there's some really good reasons for it. Uh, when you look at the birth control me- medication, it's important that you understand that it's not designed to merely prevent pregnancies, which is what most people... That's what they're told. Um, well, it's birth okay. control, right? Yeah. Right, um, And in many cases, what it's actually doing is causing an abortion if the, if the egg is fertilized, which is a nice way of saying if you become pregnant. Right. Um, so it's not saying it
0: prevents fertilization.
1: No.
0: Um, it can. Sure. But in, in many cases... It'll actually cause the abortion of an egg that is fertilized. Right.
1: That's what it's designed to do. Is even if the egg is fertilized, right? It doesn't stick um, or plant. Um, this is oftentimes, though, folks not explained by the doctor, nor is it uh, in the material that most people would uh, read. You're not going to pick up the layman's guide to your birth control and, and see it. Um, one guy who's done a lot of study on this, uh, his name's Randy Alcorn. He really helped open our eyes to the reality of the pill. And he encourages people to actually look it up in the PDR. And if they don't know what that is, it's the physician's desktop reference or drug reference guide. Mm-hmm. It's thick. Yeah. Prescriber's digital. Yeah. Guess, yeah. Now you can go online Uh, to pdr.net and you can actually look it up there or you can go to the library uh, and do it. We actually had a copy of it. I don't know why we had a copy, but we got it from like Goodwill Hmm. when we were younger and Kim used to just always look up all the medication people were asking just to see what it would do. But it's very full and what you want to do is when you're reading the drug interaction with the body and side effects and whatnot. Look for the word implantation, because that's the term that's normally used, and and that's talking about a fertilized egg that's now being implanted into the wall of the uterus.
0: Yeah. So here's an example of of what's explained in the PDR about one drug that's known as Apri, Apri, however you pronounce it, A P R I. Um, it says this. It says it is designed to quote inhibit. Um, the maturation or release of the ovum or egg, and the key word there, of course, is inhibit, but it doesn't say prevent. Right. Um, and so, just semantically, that it's an important word. Um, even more importantly, it explains that the drug affects the um, endometrial tissues, and as a re- result, reduces the likelihood of implantation of the fertilized ovum. Um, very, very clinical terms going on there. Right. Um, but here's what that last sentence means. Um, it means that the baby was conceived, you get a fertilized egg there, but that the drug now prevented it from being attached to the womb, and so it dies. Right. That's the point. Or it, another word
1: for that is it, it's aborted. Right. Um. So birth control pills do not merely prevent the egg from being released. So it's usually what most people, again, are thinking, and that's what they're being told. And they're like, well, this is what my doctor said. Well, that's because he's only telling you what he feels like telling you. Um, it's, It's important that they understand it's designed to affect a woman's body so that the endometrium does not function like it was made by God. And this is where you really get into the miracle of what goes on. At birth mm-hmm. and and or in pregnancy and stuff, in the woman's normal cycle, the endometrium thickens. It becomes very rich in blood vessels, uh, uh, and even I didn't know this, a type of sugar, and all of that's designed to serve as a good home for this new little human. Um, but by preventing the increase of the blood vessels and the sugar, what the pill does is it causes the womb to no longer be a place that can serve as a host for the new child. And so in its earliest days of life, when it's most fragile, um, it dies simply due to insufficient food and oxygen, which when you say it that way, in other words, it's designed to starve that little one and choke them out.
0: Yeah. And that's just heartbreaking. If, if you ha- if you think about it. Yeah. And, and of course is assumes that you hold to life begins at conception, which we do yeah very much. So, um, now some will argue that they know people who are on the pill and they still got pregnant. Um, that's a common one that I'll hear. Um, but the logic behind that is that therefore the pill is not an abortifacient as well as a contraceptive. Um, but that's not correct. Um, Because exceptions occur in almost everything. Yeah. Um, And so that's what that would be. It would be the exception. Um, The human body is extremely complex, and so no medication or drug can deal with every person the exact same way. And so this is why there are always side effects to medication. Right, but those side effects won't affect everybody.
1: Right, they're going to be different. Right. Um, I actually know as a cop... Uh, people who tried to commit suicide by shooting themselves in the head, which seems like a pretty effective way of killing yourself. Um, Boy, this is a but, happy episode. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't die; they they survived, and well, like a third of their skull is missing. And just
0: like shot right between the hemispheres or something.
1: They like. shot in the temple and, oh, and and just took out the back of their skull. And yeah, I mean, you you have no idea what the body doesn't like to die it it's a tough it's a tough mechanism that god made um but applying the logic um it you don't logically follow then that therefore shooting yourself in the head will not likely cause death right no the norm <laughs> is that you're going to kill yourself but there's also every chance that you could end up as a vegetable because you blew off half of your head but not the part that <laughs> Which, which again would be the exception. I don't know why I'm laughing at this, but I, yeah, me neither. It's pretty nasty when you see it. But um, oh. but yeah, but oh, at the same time, as a cop, you do develop a, a dark Six humor seven. because you're looking, you're like,
0: What else are you going to well, do?
1: That worked well.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And other sad jokes. See, this is we love Don't like send grace.
0: us emails. Truth and law. Yeah. I remember if you're on Facebook, you can comment <laughs> on this episode. Tell all your friends. Okay. Um, <laughs> So we, we think that if a Christian wants to do some solid research on this, this topic, which it's a serious topic, it, it in all laughing, but yeah, but also very emotional. We know that, um, that they would do well to go to a website called www.epm.org, um, and read the articles, the various articles on birth control. That's Randy Alcorn's right. e- eternal perspective Ministries mm-hmm. EPM. Phenomenal site. It's got more data on there than you'll need. Yeah. And it, it deals with, it deals with not only the topics, but all the arguments, right. many of the arguments within the topics. Uh, so you, you would educate yourself well, we think. Um, if you ask your doctor, there, there is no reason to think that you're going to get a full answer. Um, there, there's many factors in, in what's discussed when talking about pregnancy and abortion and in our day to suggest something is abortive could cost the physician his or her job. Yeah. In a day and age where
1: a doctor can't even look at a man and say, you're a man when he's a man. Um, Right. You know, an abortion is such a sense of subject for him to look at you and say, are you aware that this is an abortifacant? And then they, they're like, Oh, you're, you're trying to push us away from that. No, you're never going to get, Full information from your doctor, unless
0: it's a very unique situation. And they're trained to be objective. So they're, you know, they're not going to go to one side or the other. Right. Um, also, there's a very helpful doc- documentary. You want to talk about that? Yeah, but I don't know how to name
1: How do you say that site? It's Vimeo. A, it is Vimeo. That's how I say it. Oh, okay. Well, I thought, I assumed I was going to be wrong on it. So yeah, on Vimeo. You can search for it. And the way you do is go to vimeo.com and then go to Search for the birth control documentary, and then look for the name T, as in Tom or somebody, something like that. Herbert, Um, we've got an actual link in our show notes, Um, but you can watch that too, and it's extremely uh, helpful and very interesting, though very sobering. So, our conclusion: um, we don't encourage the use of birth control medication at all. Uh, We would beg you, if you're considering to do it, that you would do extensive research before you choose it um, and we we really want to emphasize the word extensive if you had a chat with your doctor or you read a little article here or or something like that it's not extensive uh, you have so many other options yeah. yet the couple is not wanting to become pregnant right away and and all of those other options are permissible uh, but you're you're taking in
0: a a drug that's deadly yeah it's it's a foreign you know, material that you're introducing into your body against God's design in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. So what concerns
1: us the most on this subject as pastors, though, is how too many just still see children as a problem or as a limitation for them. And that's what they're really all about. Whatever they want, they just, they don't want that kid. um, And it prevents them from their career. We've talked about this, but we're going to say it again. Uh, It, it, prevents their pursuit of some sort of pleasure or recreation. Now, they'll seldom admit it um, in such blunt terms, but once you strip away all the nice words, that's really what it comes down to. It it reflects a desire for convenience, um, and almost n- never is that going to be a good um, way to decide something. Um, frankly, we would argue the quicker you have children, honestly, the easier it is. You're younger, you have a lot more energy, and as they go into their teen years and start moving out of the home, even you're still young um, rather than you're 70 and they're finally moving out of the house. And then you're like, well, I'd love to travel, but I'm old. Right. So something to also just think about. So in vitro, in vitro fertilization.
0: Yeah. Also known as IVF. Now this one, I almost don't like even talking about it sometimes because this one is I would say the more emotional of, of the two. Yeah. Um, and it it is very emotional for some. Um, At the same time, it's easy, but it's also easy. It is. It's clear. It's not a difficult one to understand. It's the emotions that make it hard. Um, but many people of course have known a person who's underwent IVF to get pregnant. Um, usually it's done because every other method has failed and so they desperately want children. Um, but again, in, in the emotion of the moment, there's often not careful thought being given um, about what is actually happening in in vitro fertilization.
1: Yeah, we, Kim and I actually had friends at a church we used to attend and they were young Christians and they had, were wanting to have children so bad and they went into deep debt. Uh, I mean, I was shocked at the tens of thousands of dollars they spent on every way possible to um get pregnant, uh, in, including this. And as they were growing in Christ over the process of a couple of years, there came a point where they're just like, you know what? Either the Lord is going to give us babies or not, but we're done. We're, we're Dead is folly. We're, we're chasing something that's now an idol, idol in our heart. And so they stopped. And the next thing you know, she was pregnant. Um, and they had five children um, without trying. And I'm just like, well, that was crazy. But it, for for Kim and I, we filed that away. Of the Lord still opens wounds and He closes wounds, and um, for us, it was very instructive. Just trying to go into a surgical thing like in, uh, IVF is is not the way you want to go. So we we also know others who yearn for children, um, and for whatever reason, the Lord doesn't give them, um, and we don't know why. Uh, we can ache with them over this. But as pastors, we also have to ha- encourage them to consider other options like foster care or adoption. We, we, what we can't say is, well, do whatever you got to do. Right. Um, we can't do that pastorally it's, or biblically.
0: Yeah. So just to, again, we'll just put it up front here and then explain, but we also don't encourage this process either. No. Um, so let us explain. through Through a process of the use of fertility drugs, the woman produces eggs, then through a medical procedure, these eggs are then collected and then artificially insemin- uh, inseminated in a, in a lab. Right. Um, so we're, we're using the male Clinic's description here, if you're wondering, um, and it, it's a very invasive process. Yeah, uh, they make it a point to let you know, this is not some just- little thing. This
1: is serious stuff going on and yeah. a lot more invasive than most women understand. So
0: they try to tell them up front, we're really probing around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, invasive and very expensive. Um, now once the egg is inseminated, it's then surgically implanted into the woman usually using several embryos at a time. Um, which of course results in the very real possibility of multiple children, which is why, I mean, you see that all the time. Right. The people who have gone through IVF. Um, So in its article, the the Mayo Clinic points out that if multiple children become a real possibility, and then here's the words again, um, but then, quote, fetal reduction, close quote, is an option to consider. Um, So also what happens to the other embryos which are not used is the key question. Um, Because statistically, you know, when you're doing IVF, um, it's a very high percentage that none of the eggs will be implanted. And so they need to um, fertilize multiple eggs to increase the chance. But even that, it's such a low percentage of happening. Right. Um, so, so they point out that if you choose to, they they can freeze them, but they, uh, they point out that not all of them will survive. Yeah. Even. They'll just die in that yeah. freezing process. Right. Um, another option you can do is donate them. Um, and then the final option they give is that you can just discard them. And again, we'll put that link in the show notes, but that's the Mayo Clinic's description right there. So our
1: observations, um, we have several. Uh, First, we've already said the embryos or the fertilized egg, and those are nice terms, but they're not eggs. Uh, They are embryos. But what that simply means is they're a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's so important is an embryo is not something less than a human. It's It's a baby. It's a human. Uh, The terms like fertilized egg or embryo is just a way to deflect the truth that it's a human child. Um, So the second thing that they should understand is that if embryos do not take or implant uh, in the womb, what it means is that they die uh, and they are ejected from the body.
0: Which is likely what will happen. Yes, statistically. Most, most
1: likely, yeah. yes. Uh, this is not due to simply living in uh, and experiencing the pain of living in a broken world. You know, children, uh, are we have miscarriages all the time. Just it's part of it. And it's part of being in a broken world, but that's in the hands of the Lord. This is different where you're surgically implanting multiple babies into the womb, hoping some of them
0: take and knowing that What, 80% of them won't. Which again, is why they have to do so many is because statistically, none of them will make it. Right, so this
1: is the actual death of a child by human means. Um, You have to get that through your head. And once you do, then your decision-making becomes much more easier, though sad. Uh, Third, to choose to do fetal reduction, as they call it, uh, because you don't want four babies, is abortion. It's abortion, plain and simple. And if you didn't know it, abortion is nothing less than killing a human being. Yeah.
0: So, so again, and we were talking about this before off the mic here, but the, the idea of fetal reduction is because the fact that statistically um, many of these fertilized eggs won't implant, they put in multiple, but then there's also the chance that They they all survive. And so now you have four to six. Or more children growing in you. And, and then so the wife's the, saying, I don't want... I don't want, want six kids, <laughs> yeah. So now what you do then is, quote, fetal reduction to leave you with your desired number of one, right. two, three, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, and then the last
1: one is, four to freeze them just pushes the whole decision-making process to a later date, uh, all the while allowing for those children to die while frozen. Uh, and this is nothing less than abortion as well, so our
0: conclusion? Yeah, well, uh, for the Christian, we would say it's just not an option. Uh, It's a non-negotiable. And to um, willfully choose to do that, um, regardless, is a a very serious issue before both man and God. Um, It could be argued that for a couple to pursue this with the full knowledge of what's going on is evidence that children and childbearing has become that idol in their heart, as you had pointed out. Right. Um, And so our recommendation would be Instead, put that money to good use and become an adoptive parent. Um, this means you become a champion for life as well as using your life and money as a means to evangelize some. Some of the most you know, marginalized people in the world, the orphan, as James says, what is pure and undefiled religion will to help the widow and the orphan in need. And so these are great places that you could um, put your money and time and effort into because God, for some reason, right now is content not to give you children. Yeah. So a final word, we, we're we going to end this
1: in the same way that we started it. Uh, behind the whole discussion are really two issues that should be acknowledged and considered. The first is that children, again, are always seen in the Bible as a blessing from God. Um, so being fruitful in childbearing is always something that's good and right. It's commanded from the beginning and a child and having children should be the norm in a marriage. But the second is just as true. We live in a broken and sinful world where bodies just don't work the right way. Uh, And that means that some men or women will be unable to produce a child. Um, If there are non-abortive methods to overcoming this, we would say, go for it. Um, But if that's not possible, then we would counsel them to bow before their sovereign Lord and obey his command to love life and not to commit murder.
0: Well, these are our thoughts, and we hope that they've been helpful or have at least given you a place to begin thinking about this issue more critically. Uh, Again, we know it's emotional, and so if you do have questions or follow-up thoughts, please feel free to reach out to us, and we'll be very happy to answer or attempt to find an answer for you. Um, But next time, we'll talk about something else. Uh, But until then, make sure to tune in, join the conversation. Don't forget to like, share, comment, rate, and review and tell all your friends.